Chris Mannix from Sports Illustrated. You know, Mitchell's in that position where he's not going to be going anywhere. I mean, he's going to get a max contract offer. And in the history of rookie contracts, there hasn't been a single player that's ever rejected a max contract offer. So he's going to be around. And I think it would have to take something catastrophic happening next year on the floor for this team to ultimately trade Rudy Gobert. I just can't see it. So I that's what's going to be paramount for the Jazz moving forward. you got two guys that maybe aren't going to be looked at as the best duo in the NBA, but they're what's right with the Jazz. And if you put the right pieces around them, you're going to be successful. Mike Conley, point guard for the Utah Jazz. It seemed to me you really started to find that groove. Does that make it even more difficult to go through this because it finally seemed like things were really starting to click for you? Yeah, I think that's really accurate, man. I finally get a good rhythm and this thing hits. So, I mean, it's unfortunate, but at the same time, I feel in a great place and it makes me more excited to get back to playing again because I feel like I got a complete grasp of my understanding of my role and what I'm there for for the team and how they play with me on the court. And so I was just excited about getting an opportunity to play my brothers again and hopefully, you know, that's soon. From CBS Sports, he is Tom Fornelli. What's your evaluation of Jordan Love? He's got the big arm. He's very athletic. He can move. He's a guy that can pass the ball. And if there's nothing there and he has to run, then he can take off and get yards that way, which is what you generally prefer from your dual threat. He has the talent and the ability to be a very good top-notch NFL quarterback. I don't know if I'm drafting Jordan Love for somebody who I think can start for me right away. I think that he needs to go to the right situation where he's allowed to maybe sit for a year and pick up the offense and not be pressured to start and be the guy right away. Is Easter a big deal around the Monson household? Oh, yeah. Dating right back to the time Gordon cheated at the Easter egg hunt, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cheating little See, kids out of Easter egg. I thought I was a little kid. Did you or did you not cheat at an Easter egg hunt and deny another kid from getting said Easter egg? As I was lining up, someone came over to me and said, I know where the gold block is. It's under the big tree. I think I broke the record for fastest discovery of the gold block. Well, you cheated. You sound like that's something you're proud of. I set the record, guys. I found the golden block the fastest out of anyone. Nobody's robbed more banks than me. <laughs> Sam Emick of The Athletic. I think that the league is watching this situation now. I do think Rudy in particular, if this thing didn't get fixed enough, could become the kind of guy that all of a sudden other teams are seeing an opportunity there and trying to pry him away. You know, I believe he's got one year left on his deal. And then Donovan's, you know, I believe, up for an extension this offseason, whenever that is. And so the noise and some of the smoke here is more than enough for other teams to, to monitor it and see where it goes. Former BYU safety Austin Lee on The Big Show. You've turned some heads with your pro day. How did you pull that off? The biggest issue that we were trying to have is making sure everything was verified. My trainer, Jordan Pendleton, he was actually trying to get a hold of an electronic laser timer. And the person he called actually runs the NFL Combine and was actually running a pro day out in Las Vegas. So me and Bradley and I and Francis Bernard drove all the way up to Vegas and were able to get very good verified times with someone that's legit and that's been associated with the NFL Combine. Our good friend, David Locke. There's people who disagree with me, but I think Rudy's a terrific offensive player. Is he a good offensive player in the sense that you can give him the ball, he can go score? No. But the league's defenses, number one thing they're trying to do right now is take players off the rim, okay? Rudy Gobert is third in the league at 409 shots in the restricted area. I don't give a crap how he gets them either. Does he get them on an offensive rebound? Does he get them on a lob? I don't care. I'm not buying the narrative that Rudy needs to be a better offensive player because if guys could get shots at the rim, they would, but they can't. And Rudy can. Trevor Booker is with us. What was it like playing for Quinn Snyder? Quinn is great, you know. We still keep in touch to this day. He's definitely the, the smartest coach and my favorite coach that I've played for. He's such a detailed coach, and I think that's what's missing from the game these days. Coaches, trainers, they aren't 
in detail. They give everything in a broad spectrum. Quinn, you know, he takes the time to explain and break down everything, you know, that he's thinking on the court, just so we can see it from his perspective. That goes a long way, you know, especially with younger players, you know, just learning the game. So also helping the veterans out because a lot of the veterans that come to the team, you know, haven't been coached that way. Some of the veteran players that came to the team, you know, can attest to that. Best Sports Radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Is everybody ready? Everybody's working for the Let's get rolling. This is the big show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Good job by Austin Horton. Sounds of the week right there. Brought to you by our friends. At RGS Exteriors, they will improve the curb appeal for your house with James Hardy Brickstone and Stucco Exteriors, along with soffit fascia and rain gutters. Check them out at rgsutahsiding.com. I chatted, in fact, with our friend Tim from RGS the other day, and they're still out there making it happen. In fact, tonight, uh, now is a great time. If uh, you've been thinking about it, uh, they can get it done for you, and they're the best in the biz- uh, business, RGS Utah Siding. Dot com. So make sure and check them out. Welcome on in. It is the big show. We are working on Gordon's connection. So Gordon will uh, join us coming up here momentarily as he safely social dis- distances from the Casa de Monson. Coming up on today's show, it's going to be a really fun one. Of course, we've got uh, Gordon's List coming up. We've got What's Going On at 3 o'clock, where we check in with everything going on in the world of sports and across, of course, the Zone Sports Network. Uh, Howard Beck is going to be on the show at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. He'll drop by for his normal Friday conversation. Very excited for our conversation with Ben Anderson of KSL Sports, top of the 5 o'clock hour. And, of course, Ben, uh, one of my... uh, Co-hosts for Jazz pre, half, and post-game coverage, along with Coach Tim Lacombe and Coach Gordy Chiesa. Uh, hopefully, I'll see those three guys soon. If there's uh, still going to be a playoff in the NBA, they will be a big part of our coverage. So Ben's going to join us at the top of the five o'clock hour drops of the day at five thirty. So it's it's going to be quite the day here on the big show. And uh, happy it's Friday. Although we've been saying throughout all of this that uh, it, it doesn't really feel like a Friday. Because nothing really changes, but it is it is Friday nonetheless. So maybe we can, and I'm looking at Austin here, maybe we can manufacture some good Friday vibes. Like, remember how good Friday used to feel and try to, like, force ourselves to feel that way today. Was Has Friday always been your favorite weekday? No, I like Thursday. Gordon and Why? I have, have had this. Because Friday's got some anxiety to it where you're, like, watching the clock, seeing, you know, when you the Fred Flintstone bird okay. goes, uh, the whistle, you know, and you slide down the dinosaur. and Mr. Slate lets you out for the weekend? Yeah, right. 
But Thursday, it's like, I'm on the backside. I'm basically done, but I'm not like anxiously awaiting the end of the day. You kind of coast through it. See, Thursday to me is torture because it's there, but it's you're not quite there. You're right on the cusp of it, and it's like Friday's mocking you with its uh, thumb and finger on its nose, twiddle a D, just, just mocking you away. But usually by 2 p.m. on a Friday, most everybody's mailed it in, right? Tuning into the big show. Especially these days. Uh, they're probably already at home. Well, literally mailing things in, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. When's the last time you literally mailed something? Oh, let's see. My wife likes thank you notes and that sort of thing, which like handwritten. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we still uh, we still mail those, I suppose. So you and uh, our grandparents are keeping the U.S. Postal Service at work, keeping it going. Hey, those good folks in the U.S. Postal Service are really saving our bacon now, right? And I'm yes, one hundred percent genuine about that. Where would folks be if uh, they couldn't get things in the mail? Well, last night we watched the Disney Family Sing Along on ABC. Oh, how'd that go? It was actually so much fun. It really, really was. And I'm not a celebrity guy. I don't really care. But it was fun to just sit down and sing some Disney songs as a family with some other people on the TV. But they mentioned uh, several times they thanked the delivery people of America for Absolutely. everything they're doing to keep us together. Absolutely. I We went on uh, a walk today with a toddler, and I we passed a male person and an Amazon truck, and we made sure to... Uh, Say top of the morning to both of them because you know they're they're keeping the train on the tracks. Thank goodness they are. Yep. Because we're not supposed to be going into a lot of places, but we still need stuff. Correct. Yeah. Or or people that can't leave and and rely on delivered goods or you know it, it's a big deal. So big shout out to those folks, uh, all our listeners uh, who are currently participating in the supply chain. Our hats off to you because you're. Uh, you're making it uh, so a lot of folks can stay safe out there, and that's that's really awesome. Uh, so let's let's get an update on Gordon. We're we're having a uh, a system malfunction. Yeah, Gordon was with us for a moment, but there was some kind of buzz or fuzz that was causing me to not be able to hear him. So I asked him to reset the machine, and his response to me was, "It's being very finicky in resetting." So. So I, I have made it uh, my personal goal to be in a better mood today. Uh, I'm to, sorry. To be, to be a little bit more positive. No, no. Here's, here's how I'm looking at this. 100%. I got to give Gordon a tremendous amount of credit because we are a month into this thing. Somewhere Almost, in there. Almost, yeah. Yeah, a month into uh, he and I being in separate locations and Gordon being responsible for the setup, maintenance, and connectivity of the equipment. And he's done a fantastic job. This is really the first hiccup we've actually had with this whole situation in a month. That the listeners would know about, yeah. That the listeners Which is what matters. Would, would know about. And so I've got to give Gordo, I've got to give Gordo some credit. I agree, actually. He's, yeah. he's, he's exceeded my expectations. Is it a backhanded compliment for me to say I'm pleasantly surprised by how well this has gone? It is, okay. but considering he is the king of backhanded compliments, right. I would not, uh, I would not feel all that bad about it but yeah no i seriously we could we could take a few minutes figuring out how to get gordon reconnected if uh this is the first issue we've actually had in a, in a whole month it's not bad and we've got a crack squad of savvy personnel out there working on it so. are they working on it yes. or or are they trying to win a scratch themselves contest <laughs> i 
think they're doing both. They're, okay. Yeah. All right. They're either in a contest or really practicing hard. Yeah. They're losing at both endeavors at this moment. Yeah, so. they're 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 doing great. I'm going to give them the thumbs up right now and uh and say good luck. Let's let's get Gordon dialed in and on the show cuz it is Friday after all, and that means Gordon's list and without Gordon, Gordon's list doesn't really well Right. Exist, right? And I've got what I think is a great intro for Gordon's List this week. So. And you do have a fantastic impression of Gordon. So we could we could tape something together he doesn't probably. So. He doesn't? Uh, have, have you asked him how he feels about that? He might. Well, I don't know if he thinks I'm not good at it. He doesn't appreciate it. He doesn't like it. I think it's, I think it's funny. I agree. But. Yeah. I think it's, it's almost a compliment. I try to do it complimentary, like like when you go to the the boardwalk and they draw a caricature of you, they accent certain features yeah, and yeah. make them over the top as a kind of a funny compliment at the same time. Yeah, that's, what, that's what I'm doing with it. What's great about impressions? Yeah, one one hundred percent. I agree. In fact, Gordon has a has a huge personality. You should be flattered by it. It's not it's not easy to uh, impersonate me because I've got the personality of a of a stone in the shade. I got nothing. Thus, nobody ever has come up with an impression of me. I don't know. I was trying to think of something boring. A stone in the shade? Because in the sun, it would be more interesting, probably. Oh, is it? Yeah. Rocks in the sun are notoriously more interesting than Than in the shade? Those that are in the shade. That's that's kind of where my mind went on that. Your daughter's in a phase of picking up rocks right now. Oh, yeah. She likes rocks. That is 100% a fact. It's been fun. Uh, It... it, So she wants to know, Austin, get this. She wants to know why she can't go over to uh, grandma and grandpa's house and, and grandpa. So we, of course, have told her that the government said that we cannot. <laughs> so she now walks around going, uh, the government says no. <laughs> she, she goes, we'd go up to, she calls him Mimi. You know, we go up to, or my, my mother, she calls Mimi. She, we go up to Mimi's house, but the government says no. You're raising a little libertarian. Uh, well, we, I'm not really doing that intentionally other than she, A little uh, Ron Swanson. I don't know if you're quite there with your daughter yet, but the word why is every other word that comes out of her mouth. And you, you, you're you trying to explain things to her? Like, she she go, why, 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 why? And I'm trying to answer because she's so curious. And Why can't we go to Mimi's house? Well, the government says no, which is correct. Yeah. Is the government the one saying no, or the health people saying government tell people no? Well, I'm not. Or are we I'm arguing not, I'm, semantics? I'm now? not really trying to to delve deep here. I, You'd I rather almost, her hate the government than the health no, care no, workers. No, no, no. I, I, I'm. We're trying to use it as like a a law and order type lesson, right? You know, we obey the law in this family, right? And I tried to explain to her that the government makes laws and that we obey laws and that's really important and that's a value to us. But she picks up what she picks up. What other? Uh, I'm not. I'm not trying to to start a movement here. Like I'm not. I'm not trying or not. You I, might be doing. We're it, not. Though. We're not trying to raise a tea party here. We're trying to explain <laughs> why she can't go over to her grandma's house. And what are you? What are you supposed to say? <laughs> she knows about the germs. She calls it germies. You know, yeah, she she knows sad. the phrase the virus. I mean, she's she's picking up on this sort of thing. So how do you how do you explain exactly? You know, because she knows the word virus, but does she know the concept 
right? I mean, we're trying to explain these things to her. But what she's picked up on is the government says no. So so what's next when she gets out of bed at night and says, I need a drink of water? You say, ah, the government says no. (laughs) Back to bed with you. We're trying... We're we're trying to explain it as best we can because she did ask me last night where the government lives. Because <laughs> she doesn't know the difference between the word governor and the word government and the uh-huh. concept between the two. So I tried to explain the the governor lives in a house downtown by dad's work. The government doesn't live anywhere because it's. I mean, how do you explain everywhere the, you want to? How be. do you explain this stuff? I mean, we're getting why all over the place, and I really don't want to be the "cause I said so" answer, right? You don't want to. Like, so you just blame the government. You don't want to quash your curiosity with an iron boot heel, you know? Like, "cause I said so." Stop it! Stop asking why. I I can't answer anymore. I've got nothing for you. I've got no other explanation for you. But anyway, that's what she's picked so up. So if on. she wants ice cream for dinner tonight, the answer is. The answer is no. The governor says no. We're not going to use the governor. This is brilliant. Governor What's he going to do about it? (laughs) Governor Herbert says, clean up your toys immediately. (laughs) That's right. The government, (laughs) the government's watching. (laughs) See, we don't want to go down that road either. (laughs) But anyway, it is, it is an interesting time to be a parent to a two and a half year old because she is very curious and, and picking up on, on everything that we do. And certainly wants to know why she can't go to the happiest place on earth, which is, of course, Mimi's house. All right. Uh, we'll hopefully get in touch with Gordon. I'm, I'm hoping. I'm seeing a lot of people. Well, not a lot because there aren't a lot of people here, but I'm seeing the relevant people out on phones. So that's probably a pretty good sign. We'll try to get Gordon dialed in. We'll do our best to get you Gordon's list coming up right around the corner. Uh, we will talk about Mike Conley had a press conference today that I was a part of that was very interesting, covered a wide variety of things. Uh, we can get into that. Again, we've got what's going on coming up at the top of the three o'clock hour. We've got Howard Beck, top of the four o'clock hour. And Ben Anderson will be joining us at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Ben uh, from KSL Sports. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Jeremy tweets in. He says, are you sure it's Gordon that set it all up or the pool boy? We are not sure about that. We assumed it was Gordon, but it could be, you know, any number of staff that Gordon has at the uh, Monson Estate and uh, let's see, our friend Ute Shasta trailer says, I think that rather than telling her the government is saying no, you should tell her that Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox is saying no. Uh, that, that is a good point. He is, he is uh, spearheading the effort to combat the uh, coronavirus in this state. So maybe we should start to, you know, we're, we're really not trying to blame anything on anybody. But, yeah, maybe we should start throwing Lieutenant Governor Cox under the bus. Uh, we will get to Gordon coming up right around the corner. Stay tuned. It is an action-packed big show. Thank you very much for making us a part of your Friday. We greatly appreciate it. Right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Man 
the day today, Carolina Liar, brought to you by uh, our friends at Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5-1280 The Zone. We're, we're still trying to make connection with the one and only Gordon Monson. Uh, we're, we're doing our best. So shout out to Gordon. He is he is doing well. He is standing by. We're just uh, we're we're trying to uh, figure out what's going on. Johnny Lightfoot's on the way. So never fear. The cavalry is has been dispatched. So good to go. Someone who can turn it on. How's Johnny doing on the movie zone? By the way, how did go? How to go last night? Good. Really well. Went really well. Uh, we went back in the archives to Back to the Future and talked about the the nineteen eighty five movie. That apparently made $11 million okay. at the box office, and that was the most any movie made that year. Wow, that seems crazy. Right. That's, well, a, that's a colossal flop now. Is, is that more a uh, uh, comment on the price of movie tickets these days? Well, uh, inflation, first of all, from 1985, that was 35 years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, they but were $1.10. Yeah, but I mean, box office and now movies are raking in like a billion dollars these days. Like that's yes exponential. Avengers Endgame had pl- two billion plus dollars made. I will say this though, I I do appreciate the effort theaters have gone. Shout out to the Megaplex uh, for making those luxury theaters, making the movie experience different. So at least if I'm paying a little bit more to to go watch a movie, shoot, I've got a recliner and some tasty food. That holiday Megaplex. Yeah. Is, uh, oh, the Signature Theater? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that one became my favorite. And every Tuesday, $5 a seat. Yeah, that's huge. And $1.50 popcorn. Tuesdays oh, is where it's at. Are you serious about the popcorn? Yep, on Tuesdays. I yeah. didn't know about the popcorn. And have... now you can get pick up curbside delivery of your popcorn at the Thanksgiving Point Theater. Really? So you've got it at uh, several different theaters now. That's actually really cool. I mean, might as well, right? You know, keep yeah. the the wheels grinding as, as much as you safely can. That's that's great. Shout out to the the good folks. Have you the, had the it. Cheetos popcorn? No, but that <laughs> sounds wonderful. It's phenomenal, and they've got that too. Because I love Cheetos. Oh, I've never even thought of that Cheetos popcorn. It's cheese flavored Cheeto flavored popcorn, and they put Cheetos in it. So you've Stop got it. both both together. Stop it it's right incredible. now. And I think they're working on getting the flaming hot. What version. diabolical mastermind! <laughs> Came up with that because they are brilliant. That Jeff Whipple. Give Jeff a raise for that <laughs> idea and that idea alone. Are you kidding? I know where I'm going after the show. That yeah, sounds yeah. amazing. And my daughter is super obsessed with popcorn at the moment. So and the government says move. she can have it. So And the government says it's okay. We're trying to teach her about laws. We're not trying to. to no, you're not. We're not trying to. Raise you're raising a doomsdayer, a, a participant in the sagebrush rebellion. That's not. That's not what we're trying to do. Her mother's an attorney. Her father's a radio guy. She's gonna be a political girl. Oh boy! No, no, no! That's not what we're trying to do. We're just trying <laughs> to explain to her why why we why she's in the house all day. Why she can't go to her, her the government says so. They did. The government did say so. The government says no. The king says no, dear. I don't know what to tell if you. If we had a king, that would be <laughs> the explanation. But we don't. And the government says no, so we can't. I'm going to use that for everything. The government. Everything. Everything. I want to stay up past my bedtime, Dad. I want you to, too. But the government. The government. Hon, my hands are tied. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. The government says no. We, we, we can't. We can't. Do we need the police showing up here right now? Absolutely not. Bedtime it is.
Yeah, teach them to fear the government, the police, and medical officials. Yeah, That's not what we're trying to do, Austin. <laughs> hey, uh, Mike Conley wins the horse championship, by the way. Shout out to Mike. He, he actually, he, so they had a kind of a Zoom press conference today, which was actually kind of fun. Ben Anderson was on there. He'll be on with us at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, obviously, Mike Conley was there. Really would have defeated the purpose if he was not. Um, <clears throat> but he did say he plays horse a lot. He says he plays horse like after practice and stuff, like every single day. So maybe not uh, a real shocker that he's, he's really good at it. Or that that's why he wanted to be involved. Right. A lot of guys and, and people would be like, nah, no thanks. He said kind of a secret, and you could see this, was he's he's really good with both hands. So the off-handed stuff, he's pretty good at. Which you have you have that in common. Yeah. yeah. So you'd probably be able to do some uh, left-handed, right-handed switcheroos. Yeah, I'm not bad with my right hand. See, I think it's a little unfair. but How so? Well, that's it's an unfair part of the competition. So being a lefty is a curse 99% of the time, but in this one instance, well, that's just unfair. He even said he prefers to shoot with his right hand. I In basketball, I'm better at layups with my right hand, but I shoot with my left. Weird, huh? <laughs> well, I layups. Anyone can shoot a layup with either hand, can I don't they? know. You would think so. <laughs> but I'm like way more confident with my right hand than I am my left. I can make them with both, but I think you understand I what I'm what saying. I know what I'm going to when we play horse. Left-handed layup. Hmm. Your toast. I've told you this. I golf right-handed and bat left-handed, and I couldn't do either the other way, which is kind of weird. That is weird. All right. But anyway, Mike Conley, the point. He did a press conference today, and he talked about a bunch of stuff, including uh, including winning the horse uh, competition. But, I, I, you know, NBA players talk to each other, and they hear, you know, probably news about things before certainly we do. And he was asked about, you know, his thoughts about returning to play and what he's hearing out there, and here's his answer. Well, I think the more and more, um, you know, every meeting we have and we've had calls with MBTA and NBA and all that. And it seems like, you know, with things that are coming out, like with the 25 day plan of when we could return or what will happen once we get the green light to return, uh, it makes it feel as if like, you know, a plan is, is, is slowly coming in place and that we are having uh, our head in the right direction. And hopefully, um, the virus itself will start to flatten a little bit more and, and more each day and, um, and give us some, you know, a better indication on, you know, when um, possibly we'd have a green light to go back to being in the gym together or what that stage would be. But um, just feeling really good just from, I mean, just even from rumors or just talks we're having, it, it seems mostly positive and, um, and, and that it, it could happen. So I, I like his optimism there, and he's probably off operating on a little more information uh, than we are. But I like this point about, you know, it, they're continuing to make these plans, and that makes him optimistic. You know, the 25-day plan hits, and you go, okay, well, they're they're trying to, to figure this thing out. And I, I like that he's optimistic, and I like that the players are optimistic. And actually, the players... Uh, have a lot of incentive to play, a lot of financial incentive, which we found out uh, about an hour ago, courtesy of ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, and I'll read right from his report on Twitter. The NBA and the NBAPA have agreed on the withholding of 25% of each player paycheck beginning on May 15th. Deal, excuse me, deal gives gradual reduction in salary should force uh, majeure. How do you pronounce that? Do you know? Majeure? Force majeure. Majeure? Yeah. I believe it? in French it's probably force majeure. 
stupid. It's Latin, I'm assuming. Oh, uh, no, no, no. But French is is from Latin, right? Don't don't let me stop you. I don't know. For Mayur looks like a French word. Aren't all the Romantic languages uh, basically yes. from Latin? Yeah, Isn't we're all based in Latin. Yeah, right. for sure. Force majeure <laughs> provision. The be, government says so. Be enacted with cancellation of regular season games. May first checks will be paid in full. Um, let's see here. So basically, what's going to happen? Let me let me clarify that they're going to get paid everything they're owed on May 1st. And then from there on out, May 15th, they'll see a 25% reduction and then a gradual, even more reduction to the point where games are totally canceled or really we have more information on what's going on and they invoke that force majeure in the collective bargaining agreement and then you know they have uh, uh, remedies from there. So this is them figuring out the best way to share the financial burden of this situation, which is what the collective bargaining agreement calls for. And I think it is a positive uh, that they have something worked out for the health of the league and the the health of individual franchises. And they the the players did get a win by kicking this down the road a little bit. So they're going to get paid in full really throughout this month and the first part of next month, or obviously May 1st until May 15th. Yeah, uh, I, I've said previously on my podcast uh, and other places that it's really, 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 really hard for me to care about these millionaires getting all their millions of dollars. It is. Just to be honest and frank with you, it's hard for me to try and care. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I get that. And I bet you a lot of people feel that way. And certainly, you know, seeing the, the lifestyles of the rich and famous via Instagram and Zoom and everything Thanks, else Matt we're seeing these days does not exactly uh, inspire uh, sympathy for people's current situations. But this this was a a big thing that had to happen because it's it's costing the NBA billions, and if they have to if they have to cancel the whole season, I mean that's that's revenue that was planned on that is never generated, and the franchises honestly can't eat all of that on their own. The players have to eat their fair share as well, and that's exactly what's happening. So I, I think that's really a positive thing because the overall health of the NBA is what matters. Because I mean. Austin, to your point, people's jobs right down to the wonderful uh, staff that we see on elevators and at doors and uh, and at the top of aisles and those sorts of things all depend on the financial health of the franchise and the NBA. And those people who need the jobs most are the ones, hopefully, that will benefit from the NBA's health and the health of, say, the Utah Jazz. And that's where I come along and start to care a little bit more. Right. About them, not the players and, and everyone else making millions, but like Mike Conley's not going to miss a meal, and right, and thank goodness for that because we don't want to see anybody miss meals. Sure, and so this this is a positive thing. I think it's also a good sign that uh, because couldn't technically the NBA just say you're not getting a dime? It's in the contract. We're not paying you anything. Couldn't they technically say that and, and say? Uh, or, or just immediately drop down the percentage or whatever, but they've seemed to have coaxed this along here, and they seem to have uh, had open dialogue, both sides, the, right. the Players Association and the NBA. Well, I mean, I think by letter of the law, I mean, that's what this force majeure thing is, and... You know, if you look at it, it's like nine percent of every game check or something along those lines. I mean, it's 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 it, small. It's small, but it's it's very specific, um, and it's guaranteed money. Remember, these NBA contracts are it's it's guaranteed money. So I I 
I don't know all the minutia of it, but I would guess that the NBA is still on the hook for a certain amount. But there's downsides on the other end, too. I mean, if if you think about this, and I haven't seen this reported on all that much, but if you go by letter of the law and overall basketball-related uh, income, Austin, you know this because uh, working for the Miller Group, once a year, an army of accountants invades the the basketball campus over there from the Players Association in the NBA, and the whole point is accounting for every nickel of basketball-related income. Well, this year, the BRI is going to be through the basement, right? It's going to be super low. The BRI will be MIA? So the BRI is how they create the salary cap for the next year. So say the owners said, all right, we're going to go letter of the law, BRI, and you're going to see a percentage of the salary cap drop, you know, 20, 30 percent, whatever that would be. And then that is terrible for the players, right? Because that's less money that's available to be made. And that's not something the Players Association uh, Association wants, would be my guess. So they've, they've both got incentives to figure out the best way through this. And, and honestly, take out the money and contractual obligations and all of that. Don't we all have you know some sort of social responsibility to figure out the best way to get through this? And I'm glad to see that the NBA and the NBA PA are not turning this into you know, a big to-do that's got to be settled in courts and and there's going to be arbitrators and all those crazy things that seem to take forever. They're just figuring it out. That's the, that's a great sign. Yeah, And that's really positive. Yep. And that's really positive. And you hope we all weather this. We come out healthy as, uh, you know, I, I wish this for all small businesses, corporations, <laughs> businesses alike, that we come through this thing on the other side healthy and able to boost the economy back up. Um you know, to where it has been in the past, and that includes the NBA, and that includes everybody. So, a little piece of news there. Mike Conley's optimistic. I like it. We'll have more big show coming up next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. We've got what's going on coming up top 3 o'clock hour. It was a big day on the Zone Sports Network. We'll have some clips from uh, John Clayton. We'll also have uh, some clips from uh, Tom Fornelli from yesterday. So we'll talk a lot of NFL draft and lots more from Mike Conley as well. So make sure and stay tuned uh, for that. And then, uh, as I mentioned, we've got Howard back at the top of the 4 o'clock hour and Ben Anderson coming your way at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. So we've got an action-packed big show for you. We'll, uh, we'll talk about a lot. Uh, we'll talk about uh, uh, the NFL draft, NBA uh, as well. Quick update on Gordon. Um, the equipment that, uh, that is at the Casa de Monson is uh, no longer functioning. We're not going to be judgy. We don't know why. Could be act of uh, deity. We have no idea. Uh, but uh, we are doing our best to get Gordon new equipment 
so he can dial into the show. And I'm getting rumor that we might have him on the phone as well at some point. Or maybe we're, we're trying to do video call like we did with Locke. So we're working on our boy Gordon and uh, and getting him on the show. So stay tuned. We'll have uh, more coming up next. Uh, as I mentioned, what's going on coming up right around the corner. But we are today hanging out with our friends from TridayTrading.com. And Ryan uh, Van Dorn joins us, of course, uh, host of the Jazz Fan Show as well. And I wish, Ryan, we were hanging out. I wish we were still in the same room. But uh, you know what? Hanging out with you on the show, on the phone, still pretty uh, darn good. How are you, my friend? Hopefully sooner than later. Yeah, buddy. Uh, tell us, uh, you guys are still cranking out fan shows. I like that. Uh, you want to give us a little preview? Thanks. You know what? We've, uh, we, we did some highlights the last couple of weeks, but we'll be back in uh, rolling this Saturday. Lots of stuff to talk about with uh, the last few weeks gone by. And um, no, no, no basketball games, but plenty of basketball talk. So. You know, Turn in Saturday at noon for that. People don't know this, but sometimes when you have a co-host, you know, conflict comes up because you're 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 having a conversation, right? You're arguing. You know, how do you handle that conflict with Kelby? I just I just remind him who's paying the bills, <laughs> and that he agreed to always do ninety percent of the work for ten percent of the pay. I mean, you could try that with Gordon, but I'll do I'll I'll try that. I don't think it'll work though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but I don't think that'll work. Uh, okay, well, let's let's talk about TryDayTrading.com. Let's talk about paying some bills. And I'm sure you guys' uh, uh, interest has got to be high in these different economic times. You know, let's let's talk to folks about what they can do with TryDayTrading.com. Yeah, you know, we've been saying this since the beginning that um, the way that we trade, you're able to make money whether the market's going up or the market's going down. And, um, and it's true. Right now, in the last couple of weeks, we've had some of the best uh, day trading days and some of the best results we've ever had. And and we have been really busy as well. Everyone is at home. Um, a lot of people, you know, don't have options to, to generate any income from home. And so, you know, that's what we're able to do. People are able to learn how to day trade. They're able to make some extra income from home. It's flexible, so you can do it around any schedule. And then, you know, if you, if you join the program, you also get to trade our money. So, we want to help as many people as possible. Just just check out what we're doing. It, it may or may not be for you, but um, we're going to spend some time with you. We're going to let you set up a, a mock account. We're going to let you practice, and we're going to do all that for ten dollars. And then, you know, just to make sure ten dollars goes to a good cause, we're going to going to donate that to some local um, coronavirus aid. Oh wow, that that is awesome! And, and one thing I love about you guys too is you, you you know you're confident enough in your training and your system to let folks trade your money, and it's it's that mm, I don't want to say it's that simple because but but there's that much education that that really anybody even Hans Olsen can do this thing. <laughs> yeah, wherever you start, you start, but be, because we do this one on one. You know, we're able to take most anybody through the process. And, you know, with a little bit of hard work, just like anything else, uh, there can be some big rewards with this. So I got to ask you, Ryan, how are you handling having all those kids at home? <laughs> Man, we were talking about quality time or quantity time. <laughs> and, and right now there's a little of both. Some quality, a lot of quantity. Well, I bet your boys are missing, missing basketball something fierce, though. We're definitely missing basketball and, uh, you know, having – Having four kids and my wife being a teacher again wasn't what she dreamed of early on, but we're making it work, man, just like everybody else. 
you know, how, how's your wife doing with that? Is she just teaching lessons from home? I mean, you worry about, uh, you know, teachers are still trying to teach students. You know, class may not be in session, but that's, that's still a big job. Yeah, so many things going going on. And, um, you know, I thought that, that we've got a bad, I mean, we've got, you know, six kids under the age of 12. So there's four that have to, to get some schoolwork done during the day. But, um, you know, someone from the office came in and, and reminded me that it could be worse. Their, their kids are actually in a Spanish immersion program. Wow. And um, ne- neither of them speak Spanish. <laughs> That would be difficult. That would not be easy. Well, hey, Ryan, I'm I'm super stoked you guys are hanging out with us on the show today. Glad you're well, my friend, and we'll catch up with you here in a little bit. Thanks, Jake. Appreciate it. Thanks, Ryan. That's our friend Ryan Van Dorn from TryDayTrading.com. Find out if it's a good fit for you. They have webinars. They'll they'll get you all the information you need to make the decision. TryDayTrading.com. Check them out. All right. We'll have more Big Show. What's going on? Coming up next right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.